Are you ready for this? Your boys are back. Showdog, Gola, and KG talking all things fantasy. It's Bad Dad Baseball. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB, Bad Dad Baseball. Follow us on Instagram, Bad Dad Baseball, and Twitter. Um, we're here for another week. Um, we still have March Madness in front of us. That starts this week, and we got the MLB kicks off a week from today. Um, you guys got anything uh, beforehand before we get into some uh, some locker room talk? I do have something, actually. Um, oh, boy. Highly anticipated. This, no, this probably isn't going to be an expletive-laden uh, uh, rant I go on here, but I saw something uh, yesterday while I was eating lunch. I was on Yahoo!, and I saw this headline from a uh, former Duke player, J.J. Uh, Redick. I don't know if you guys saw his quote about this. Um, so I'm going to read it to you if you haven't. He says, uh, you bring up the word hate, the hatred between Auburn and Alabama fans. And my comment to that is I've always felt that Carolina fans hate Duke fans way more than Duke fans hate Carolina fans. And the reason is that people that go to Carolina, and there's a lot of people in North Carolina, are UNC fans that didn't go to Carolina. But people in North Carolina and UNC fans all over the country, they have an inferiority uh, inferiority complex. They have an inferiority complex, and that's just part of the rivalry. Hmm. So what J.J. Redick is saying is North Carolina fans feel as though that UNC is inferior to Duke. So I just have a few things here to um, kind of counter that. So UNC and Duke have played 257 times. UNC leads a series 142 to 115. National titles, Carolina 6, Duke 5. All-time wins, UNC 2,294, Duke 2,214. Mind you, Carolina's played in five less seasons than Duke has. Final four appearances, UNC 21, Duke 17. Number one seeds in the tournament, that started in 1979, UNC 17, Duke 14. Conference titles, regular season and tournament, UNC 50, Duke 41. First-round picks, UNC 53, Duke 49. Since 2000, I'm like, oh, maybe he's talking recently. Since 2000, Final Fours, UNC 7, Duke 5. Both of them have three titles. ACC, regular season champs, UNC 10, Duke 6. J.J. Redick, you are the little brother of North Carolina. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm over. I'm done. Inferiority complex. Oh, Shut up. God. What is he talking about? Six seriously, explain to me what is he talking about. There is nothing that I just read off there that makes you think that Duke is had been a better basketball program in the history of basketball than it, Carolina has. It does seem that Duke fans think they are a little bit better than the rest of us. I no, will say this. Harvard of the South. I will say this. Well, I mean, academically, Duke is a way better school than UNC. I think you'd agree with that. Yeah, who gives a shit about academics? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but... I do agree I, on the whole inferiority, or he, I can't even say that word. I, I don't think I, I think struggled, struggled with, with that word day. too. Yep. But the fact that is, I do agree on the fact that um, UNC fans tend to hate Duke, where Duke fans don't usually like hate UNC. Like because I don't hate UNC. I don't hate Duke. I hate Coach K. But I also think that people, that Carolina fans hate Duke fans because they have a, uh, like a stick up their ass and they think they're better than everybody. But I'm just saying, he can say what he wants in the inferiority complex, 
But there is nothing that I just read off that tells me that Duke has been a better basketball program than North Carolina because they haven't. I don't know. Nope. No, you. Wait, what? What do you mean you don't know? Uh, did you, did do you mention how many NBA players they're on each from each school? I did. I just did first round picks. So you okay? So you just did the things that well, cater I, to UNC then, basically. No, I didn't look it up. Okay. Yeah. So when they okay. No, I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure Duke has like the most NBA players in the, in the entire NBA. So. Okay. Currently, right? Is that what you're saying? Or all time? I doubt it's all time, just because I don't think Duke was a okay. a program really before the 1980s. So. Well, they've been around since 1906. Well, as I'm saying, they they were never a good team before 1980 when Coach K came along. Is basically what I'm saying. Okay. They've won all of their championships since since he's been there. Okay, that was so that's all lot, I had to say. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think you know. Uh, shout out, shout out, Care. We're gonna shout out, shout out. Story's active, so shout out, Care, right now. He wants a wager on this game. Have you guys thought about this? Um. No, I, I mean I, I, I I'm all for you know it, I have I also like. Here, um, here's my thing. Um, but I guess it all depends on how we're going to do this. Are we talking, is it like just covering? Is it straight up? Is it, well, you know, and I. I think it's straight up. Here's where I'm at. It's got to be fucking wrong. straight up at this point. Okay. The, the thing is, I'm not big on doing wagers. I'm just not big on it. But I will do it in this case for, you know, content and whatnot. Well, and this is where I'm at because obviously. In my heart, I am I'm going Carolina. Like that's just the way it's gonna be. But if somebody gave me and I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you, somebody gives me a thousand dollars and said you gotta bet something, I said, I'm gonna bet Duke and I'm probably gonna bet him to cover and I'm gonna bet a money line. So I No money involved. No, I no 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 no. It will be more um of a pride thing. So um <laughs> I've I did send you guys the TikTok and I have ordered a pair of shorts. Oh no, did you really? <laughs> <laughs> We do have to settle the time and date to be worn. I would love to have it, you know, where maybe I don't know what happens on the 4th of July. I think you go up to your own camp for Gola, but yeah. if we could do something there, you know, where we open up, we we have camps on a lake uh, up in Maine. And um, if we could all get together and uh, maybe for the, for the night, one of you have to wear these awesome shorts that I found on TikTok. Um, I'll, they are. I mean, I'll. <clears throat> takes you I'll back do to that. the early yeah. 2000s when girls would wear um shorts that were booty shorts and they said stuff on the back and these ones say it's not gonna spank itself um we will i'll, I'll post I'll, a i'll post the okay. uh, picture on instagram and, and twitter um but i if, think the okay. loser wears them for a night okay i think if if in order just in the spirit of this g you can you know veto this if you want but if, if we're gonna do this along with the shorts the other might as well wear a duke carolina shirt for the night as well 100 based on that's what the bet's about yeah i don't have any hatred towards unc like you have towards duke so i didn't i mean i don't have hatred towards duke i have hatred towards coach k i yeah. already said like i'm not gonna hate i'm i'm not gonna hate duke because i don't i just like don't like hate john shire I mean, I'd get more joy like, if you were holding a sign that said something like Coach K is the yeah. greatest coach in history. I don't think I'm going. I'm not saying. <laughs> well, how about this? That. How about how, how about the 
the winner gets to pick the like a you get to pick the Duke shirt and he gets to pick the UNC shirt. So you could pick a Coach K shirt and he could pick um, any UNC shirt. This is true. I, when when you first said you bought the shorts and you were saying we had to wear them, I thought you were going to say we had to go to the old port or something like that. No, 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 no. This would <laughs> walk be, right down Commercial Street or something. This would be yeah. nice. It would be right on the lake. It would be perfect. I yeah. mean, hey, my, my thighs could use a tan, so. I'm telling you, there's going to well, be some, well, some happy be, uh, girls when they see one of you two walking around that, in these booty shorts. That, uh, I'll tell you what, that fucking, the, the fucking dumpers are going to be popping in those shorts, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. No, I'm fine. I'm fine with so, that. Yeah. I'll, I'll hey, shout out Care. What a call. We did need a wager, and uh, now it's uh, makes it a little bit more exciting. We got some booty shorts coming, and uh, winner picks out the shirt. And we're doing just straight up, not a spread. Straight right? up. No, a little straight up. I uh, yeah. I got. I think I got a shirt in mind already. If Carolina wins. Perfect. I'm but, sure, Kev can find a nice little Coach K. Uh, I believe Something. it or not, I don't have a Coach K shirt in my drawer, dude. So I'll have to find. I'll, ha- I'll have to. I'll have to. Don't worry, we one, can find but... one. Yeah. I. Uh, I have to get something off my chest. I've actually had people reach out and ask if I was puking because I was drinking on the last episode. <laughs> I was not drinking. I haven't have a young baby, and he went to daycare, and he decides to get me sick every week. It seems like. And I caught a nasty 48-hour bug. My stomach is still trying to settle, but, you know, I persevered the last episode. I yacked dirt live on show. It was it was coming out of every end. I sat through the show. I made it. I'm the guy who posted onto, our, onto uh, the podcast so that it uploads. I had to wait through that. Oh, it was brutal. It was brutal. Battled. Flu game. Flu game. It was funny because like we have a videos up so we can see each other and all of a sudden Shuri just disappeared and you could kind of see him bobbing back and forth. But oh. you you did you did thankfully thankfully you muted your mic so I'm pretty it, sure it, a lot of people appreciate that. Just to put it in perspective, like I have an old house and it's tall. It's it's not that big. So when I say it's it's smaller but tall. So I'm in the basement and after I puke and get everything, I realize it's gonna happen again. So I. I already know I've had accidents, so I, I'm stripping down in my basement because my wash and dryer down here. Now I've got to get up to the second floor where my first bathroom is, and I'm butt naked running through my house, and <laughs> shit's going to go down. Like, I know it's going to come down, and I'm just <laughs> sprinting to that bathroom, and it's coming out of every end, and I barely make Jesus. it. Jesus. Nightmare. Nightmare, boys. I mean, taking a shower, and then I had to take a shower to make sure I'm clean, go up, go to go to the third floor where my bedroom is. Reverse, reverse, back down a second floor. Oh my god, man! Forty-eight hour bug. Please, yeah. hopefully you don't get that. So we, I was gonna say, so we know when the last time Shory puked was, and that was in the last forty-eight hours. When was the last time you puked because you were sick, G? Man, it's been years. I I can't I, even remember. I say I honestly think it may have been in college. I got like a stump, something similar to Shory, like a stomach virus, mm-hmm. like pu- it was like, pu- but that was probably like over. I mean, that was like my freshman year, sophomore year of college. I mean, so you're talking, you know, whatever the hell that is now, 14 years ago, 15 years ago. Yeah, it's been a hot it's minute. It's been a long time. Uh, I it, am the worst puker of all time. Like it, I, you could hear it from a mile away. I, oh, I, it comes, 
There's yeah. a demon inside of me, and that motherfucker comes <laughs> out when I'm buking. It is so loud. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't you hear doing. me through mute. I, I got it's a quick little story, pilot. real quick, and um, Shuri just it peaked my it peaked my brain here. So you said you were butt naked. So we got we went out today, got had to go to the grocery store, get a couple of things, and I have a three year old. And on the ride home, we were getting close, and he's like, "That I got to pee, I got to pee." I'm like, "All right, we're almost there. We'll just you know hold it." We get out. He gets out into the car. Instead of going into the house, he just pulls his pants down right into the driveway. It just starts pissing in the driveway. And, like, we're on a pretty busy road, so this car is just, like, buzzing by. He's just <laughs> no care in the world. Oh, it'd be great that. to be that free. Hey, I mean, he's listening to me. I did say the other one, the Shorey's uh, rules of the draft. They said peeing outside is far better than peeing inside. So mm-hmm. he's, he's, learning, he's, learning at a, he's learning at a young age. You really got to try to hide it a little bit, you know. Get open the doors. Nah, just... when you, I think, I feel like, like when it's three, when he's like three years old, you can probably get away with it. When he, if he's like thirteen, you might want to tuck yeah. behind a bush or something. Yeah, but, no care in the world that age. No, Jesus, not at all. But. So, what do we got going on? Anything going? Anything happened in the last couple of days in baseball? I. I saw one thing that absolutely destroyed today. That's all I knew. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was my gonna say God. one kind of a big deal is uh, I think Cincinnati announced that Hunter Green made the opening roster. He's going to yep. start in the rotation. So that's that's kind no of a big shit. deal. It's going to be uh, exciting to see him up. You know, he's obviously is the potential that kid has. So that's good for them. But I feel like most most prospects so far, other than him, is like you're seeing him sent down. So. Yeah, I think Torque they pretty much the Tigers have said that uh Riley Green and Torkelson will probably make the roster. I think they're Which both... is gonna be it's so exciting, dude. Like yeah. it's gonna be so much fun. Like would you especially for a team like the Tigers where they don't have a great roster as it is, and it's like but you know, if, if the Tigers are on, I'll flip them on because I would just like want to see those two kids play. So it, and I understand the whole the 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 arbitration thing and they're holding guys back and all that other stuff. And I don't like it, but uh, I, I'm glad to see some of these teams deciding, you know, Hey, we're going to just keep these guys up. And we're going to go. And I'm hopefully Kansas city does it with wit too. Yep. That's great. in that, uh, that nationals Cardinals game there with Cavalli, how him and Annabelle Sanchez both had oh my 10 earned runs, but they lit up 15 runs in one inning. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh, just a if that was regular season, score. that must be close to a record, man. If it was a regular had season game. For an inning. Oh, I, I also, yeah. I At some also like I, right before. Get in spring, like, you want to be safe. Like, you mean you want your guy to just go out there and pitch? You don't really care about runs, but at some point, you've got to get Cavelli out of there, or you're yeah. just going to crush his confidence. And I, there's no, I don't know how you bounce back from that. Honestly. Like, no, I know really it seems weird that it's a spring game, and I say I don't care about spring stats but that is horrendous like i don't care what you're throwing yeah. it was getting absolutely crushed yeah got torched up there um one thing i did see right before we uh right before i got my daughter down for the night um was the reason i was always wondering what the deal was with what the deal was with michael conforto and how come he hasn't signed yet and so apparently he was training in january and dove for a ball in the outfield and like injured his shoulder so I guess him and his his boss is his uh, agent. So apparently they uh, didn't talk, keep talking. They excuse me, they didn't talk to teams while he was injured. They wanted to make sure he was a hundred percent. So I guess like some of the contract talks with him are starting to ramp back up now. So probably end up seeing him sign here fairly soon. I mean, even if he signs, I can't imagine he's ready for opening day, right? 
being a week away. No, not this way. No. No, probably not. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine. Did so. they say what his injury like? Is his injury gonna keep him out for opening day too? Even if like he had. No, I no. I think they figured it was like from what the article that I read said that they didn't want to start contract negotiations until he was a hundred percent. So I don't think it was yeah. like anything overly yeah. serious, but it was something yeah. that kind of hindered his his, his right. ability right now. So. Got to get that top dollar. Oh, for sure. All right, we're going to try something new. Um, for Gola, if you want to explain it, I have wrote down three numbers, one, two, and three, um, for, for order, but so, go ahead. So it's like one of these things. You We kind of see it uh, in some other, other places, but I think it'd be fun. What we're going to do is like our starting five. So essentially what it is is we're, we, all, we wrote down a, a number of things uh, in this one for this. Today's is going to be beers, and I don't mean brands of beers. I don't mean – uh, specific beers. I all I mean is, a, a, you know, a beer that you drink after doing something or while you're doing something. And I think I may not be making sense now, but I think once we get into these lists, that I think it'll make sense to you guys. So we're kind of mm-hmm. doing like snake a, a snake draft, um, and we won't be able, won't be using uh, these type of beers more than once. Um, but I think it'll be a little fun to kind of shoot the shit about some of the our favorite ways to drink beer. All right. I'm going to, I mean, there's just three crunched up numbers. Uh, I'll this do. This is for you, Kev. You will pick. Yes, sir. You will have the number one pick. Oh, that means Gola. You will have. It's big stuff, man. Oh my God. What a pick. Oh, <laughs> Gola. You got the two just in order. Oh, I got, and the, I got the three. Oh, I, I see. I you guys both get back to back picks here, so I don't mm-hmm. really like picking in the middle here. But mm. we'll see how this goes. You guys right. ready? Yep. With the number Let's one overall, ding 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 ding. With the number <laughs> one overall pick, KG Bootylicious Glenn. <laughs> I I better not be Bootylicious after this weekend. We're man. gonna find out, baby. Um, I feel like if you were to ask me this tonight or if you were to ask me this next week, like my number one could change like big time. But I think I've got my sights set on the upcoming summer season here. And let me paint you a picture, boys. It's like 83 degrees out. We all get like together. That. We're all heading to the pond. We all hop on the boat. And right when the boat leaves the dock, we all crack a beer. Yeah, boat that beers, man. first beer you drink when on a beer, man. <laughs> I had boat beer. I had a boat beer down too. Boat beers on mine too. <laughs> they have boat beers for sure. Oh uh, absolutely. I mean, there's nothing better about like you just, you know, you kick back. Somebody else is driving the boat. Yeah. You kick back. Yeah. Your feet up. We got some family Sun members that get you. party boats, so like you know they we can fit like 15 people on there. So when they pick you up from the dock, it's just. Oh, hard to be. Back. We drive two miles an hour. We go around the lake a couple times, and uh, wave next to the, thing you wave know, to the same people. Rush, yeah, beep the horn. What is your guys' strategy when you have to take a piss on the boat? Do you guys jump in, or do you just piss off the back? Uh depend. I guess it all depends. Depends on how many I've had. Two, two things. Well, it also depends on who else is on the boat, mm-hmm. and yep. where we are on the pond or the lake. Yep. You know, if we're if we're going down by the freaking on the store side of Worthley Pond and we're 
50, you know, 30 yards offshore, I'm not whipping, not that anybody's going to see it from the shoreline, but <laughs> I'm not whipping it out and uh, taking a piss there. But, you know, if we're, uh, I don't know, if you're in the, if, yeah, no, it, it depends on the situation. The worst is when it's like cold out and it's windy. It's like, you don't want to go in the water, but there's some wind that could, you know, move the piss back towards oh, you. I'm, Strategy. I'm Awful. It. You know, so you gotta you gotta line with the wind, right? If the wind's blowing left, you gotta go back left of the boat and let it let it flow off the boat. You you could get in trouble if yep. you you line up on the right side and it blows back to you. Ooh. Yeah, and then if you know, and then if you try to pee in a can like Dwight in the office, you might uh, nick it or something. So you don't want to do that. Don't want to do that, man. Don't want to do that. All right. So... With the second overall pick, <laughs> big booty Judy Zachary Bergola. <laughs> All right, this one for me is like th- there's a there's something that I do and I feel like whenever I do it I need to have a beer on me and that's grilling. I don't care if it's January, I don't care if it's July, it doesn't matter the time of year to me. If I'm on the grill, if I'm grilling steaks, burgers, hot dogs, chicken, I need to have a beer in my hand. It doesn't matter. Grill beers just slap differently. You sit there, oh. have a few sips, flip everything over, watch it, you know, act like you really know what you're doing when it comes to cooking the meat. Grill beers, man. You can't miss with them. I think I, if you have kids, you just, if you don't have a beer when you're grilling, you just trade them and you lose your dad card. <laughs> like, it is so important when you're grilling and you're an old man, you you got to get that dad card, and that is that is right up there with number one. I was grilling tonight, and I was like, wait, what am I doing? And I went and grabbed a beer because I was out there, you know, and I had to. Yep. So I'm just standing on the deck by myself, just slugging a beer. How about, have you ever made the mistake of putting the beer down a little too close to the grill, and then the beer gets warm? No. Well, are you saying think, because the I'm... are you saying because the beer is like just warmer and not as great to taste, or because the can gets too hot? The can gets a little hot. Ah, uh, no, I've never done that. No? I don't think I've done that either. No. I'll tell you one thing. So you have... I've done it a few times, but I still finished the beer. Seems like a, I mean, Natty Light is Natty Light. They're move. all great. It seems like a rookie move to put a can of beer too close to Listen, the grill. There ain't no going. fucking rookie here. I got it all. <laughs> well, I mean, it sounds like it. I got the grill. I got the flat top. I got the smoker. I am not a rookie. Sometimes I just, you know, actually, I will say it's probably rookie. But my, and my brain gets, like, behind, and I start, like, scrambling when I'm grilling. And then I just put the beer down and I'm like, I got to get the, I got to get the veggies. I got to get the burgers. I got to get the, and next thing you know, the beer's warming up because I put it down too close. So yeah, I'll admit it. It's probably a rookie move. I guess. Sure. You got back to back picks here, kids. So yeah, coming up. Let's uh, number my, my first pick is a, um, you're going somewhere on vacation. You get off the plane, you get in the car, you get to the hotel well, the Airbnb, the first vacation beer of your vacation, Dude, it just goes down like water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the list, man. For sure. It's really hard to beat that one. Yeah. And it, you... sometimes it's not just like a paradise one. Sometimes we go, you know, we'll go on snowmobiling trips, too. And, and you get back and you get in that house and you start the big campfire. Oh, nothing better than a nice beer. Set your feet off for the rest of the week. Nothing to worry about. I just feel like when you're on vacation, like it's like there's no judgment on when you drink a beer, too. It's like if, you, if yeah. you're on vacation, it's like 10 in the morning. You're like, let's drink yeah. a beer. Give me a natty light. We're, I'm on vacation. We, you know, 
we go when we go to my wife's family's camp in northern Maine, it's like every day have breakfast and I pretty much <laughs> by nine thirty, quarter of ten, I'm I'm pouring myself a bloody Mary and then I'm drinking beers after. So um, there's no shame in it. No doubt. At all. You're Shout out Natty Light. I can't believe, you know, they're they're throwing in on this, but uh it's awesome to have a, such a good sponsor. Um <laughs> You know, there's yeah, nothing I mean, more hey. American than a, than a good old natural light, and and uh, the throwback silver and blues red is just nothing better than best sponsor we can ask for. Isn't that a uh, Anheuser Busch beer, dude? Am I wrong on that? Those are fake. Oh, isn't that Anyways. a Belgian beer? Now? Let's go uh, with my second pick. One? Oh yeah, we got him again. I am actually gonna go with the tailgate beer. Uh, me being a big mm. Pats fan, going to probably two to three Pats games a year. Um, there's nothing better than going um, to a game, opening up that. I mean, it all goes together. But you open up the grill, you it's freezing cold. You kind of get a fire going, and you're meeting the people next to you. You crack a beer, and everybody's friends. Yeah, I mean, I've only ever been to one football game in my life, dude, and I didn't tailgate because I got there way too late. So I don't know what it's like for football. But we did tailgate, remember, at that time in, in the Bronx. Oh, the yeah, Bronx, yep. Yeah, Sox, right, that was Sox. a pretty fun one. That was, But, I, yeah, I could picture myself loving it. Oh, I am, uh, we, yeah, I, it's, it's amazing. It's, I went, a lot of people like it more than the actual game. Yeah. yeah I'm sure no, people so, show up late to the game, right? Yeah. My, uh, my, my father-in-law and my wife and her side of the family is very, they like lacrosse. They're from Massachusetts, so big lacrosse and so i don't know three four years ago we went down to gillette they had the final four or whatever it was for the lacrosse tournament down there i can't stand lacrosse but we went and tailgated like three hours before the game had a great time until i walked into the stadium so i don't care what i'm tailgating if you're tailgating cooking food and and drinking outside when it's warm amen sign me up Mm -hmm. um and, and and for like a good tailgate is always four hours before game so that's when the that's when the uh, gates open. So if it's a one o'clock game, you get there at nine. You're eating a little bit of eggs, having a natty light. Shout out natty. And then if it's a uh, eight thirty game, you're getting there at four thirty, and you are toasted. Um, by halftime, make sure you have a DD. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, my my next pick. Uh, this a lot of people, depending on who's listening to this and where you're from, you may not understand this one, but I think. You guys will, and, and our friends and the people from Maine listen to this. And that's dirt road beers. You know, oh, you're driving maybe. on a dirt road. You're driving on a dirt road. You get the windows down. You got, I don't know, some country music playing. You know, I don't, you know, you pull over maybe, drop the tailgate, sit on it, crank the music up a bit, crack a beer. Nothing better than dirt road beers, man. It's been years since I've had a dirt road beer, but I think probably we had a decent amount of them on summer. Uh, yeah, dirt road beers, man. I I never I didn't think of that when I was making like my list of these, but that is a really good one. I like that. I just you know there's just something about like you just pull over and you got mm-hmm. nothing up there to worry about. Just, Sometimes man, you love, got a little uh, twenty-two shotgun. You're going out. And you want to put some cans down. Maybe take a couple cracks at it. Maybe get some skeets you want to throw up in the air. And there's a bathroom every five feet, too. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yep. Uh, you ain't just, don't be, just, just don't, like, just with that being said, don't be a dickhead and throw skeets no, no. out the window. The number one rule. No, I don't. There, there's a lot of people do. I'm telling you right now, I drive a lot of dirt roads, and you, there's so many goddamn cans. Just don't be an asshole. Throw them in the back of your truck. 
And then, and also you can't go over 10 miles an hour. Just well, slow that's, that's cruising. You can't even now. hit the gas. You just let it cruise. Yep. Yeah. Good call. All right. Man, this next one. This is like something I just uh, just did recently. And it's fantastic. So I have two kids. And I basically do everything with my kids. Like, if I'm not at work, it's like I'm doing something or I'm with my kids. Like, we don't spend much time away. But uh, a few weeks ago, me and my wife both got out of work early. And we went out and did a little happy hour. Just me and the wife. Away from the kids. No kids running around. Nothing like that. And those beers just hit differently for some reason. You know what I mean? I think it was get a little... Got a little, uh, you know, one-on-one with my wife, which was nice. And, uh, yeah, we've, we've been talking about it ever since. Like, we got to do that more often because it was so nice. Yep. For sure. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you always need to find time for you and your significant other. Um, oh. So, and, and beers always leads to may, maybe it could lead to a little sexy time later. Maybe it could lead to, <laughs> you know, a little back rubs, shoulder rub, whatever. You know, it could go lead to cool things. So. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, not Smith, man, you're not listening. <laughs> I didn't say it, man. <laughs> All right, uh, number three. So this is one I have not done in a while, and I regret that. Um, used to do this a lot because live closer, but it's just a beer with your old man. I yeah. think just like sitting down with your dad and just like having a beer, it's like really hard to beat. Uh, and it's something that I just I don't see my dad as much anymore because we don't live as close and you know just having a family and everything. But that's definitely one I miss and uh, that's a really good one. I think oh, that's a sure. good one. I Absolutely. didn't I didn't write that down, but I think that's because me and my dad are a little too frequent. We're on the other end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we just watched every game of March Madness having pounding beers, but you take it for granted. It made March yeah. Madness just a hundred times better watching my dad. Like he just. He doesn't even have a team to root for. Um, he kind of just roots for Florida because I do, but obviously them not being it, he just loves it. And and it was awesome being able to watch it with him. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, no, it's uh, it just it, it hits a little different. I remember uh, the first um, the first deer I ever shot. I was 16 years old. We were way up in like Palmachini, Northern Maine, or well, I'd say Northern Maine, like Northwest Maine. And we're leaving the woods and my dad, he reaches into the cooler and he, he opens a back window and he's got, a, he's got a root beer and a Michelob light. And he says, make a decision, make the right decision. He says, <laughs> so I, so I grabbed the Michelob light, cracked that open and drank it. And I don't know the, the beers, but yeah, I agree, man. The beers with you with your dad just slaps a little different. Wayne dog, if you're right. listening, miss you. All right. So my next one is. This is another one. I don't do it as much as I'd like to, but that's sitting around a fire beer. I mean, mm-hmm, you got a fire roll and you got, you got some music playing, you know, you got, and it's just like, it's one of those cooler summer nights where you, you got sweatpants and a sweatshirt on, you're oh, still comfortable, crack the beer. It's just, it's money. Like when you, when you go to put your sweatpants on a week later and all you smell is campfire. It's like, that was a good fucking night. And like yeah. the music can go anywhere, right? Like it starts with usually for us, it starts with like country. Next thing you know, we're playing like nineties rap. And then everyone's like, yeah. change the fucking songs, go back to country. Like, back. It's just the best, yeah. man. Oh, Love yeah. the fire. Love the fire, fire pits. Man. It's good, man. I haven't done that in a few, few years. I feel like the fucking kids, man. They're always getting in they, the goddamn yeah. way, aren't they? <laughs> they really are. 
it uh yeah make things a little more difficult well maybe maybe you'll Still be able to do fun. it this this uh spring with some bootylicious shorts on so <laughs> i hope not i really hope not so my uh my third round beer is i love this one uh i'm it probably leads me down a, a bad uh bad road but it is the free beer um <laughs> but it is open bar or you know you got your dad and he's like hey just drink on my tab tonight or it's some other, you know sometimes my father-in-law will be like hey just drink on my tab oh boy that just means never have one in your hand always have two it's so true. I feel like the free beers have got me in so many trouble, so much trouble it's over the years because, like, yeah. I'll be like, oh, like we'll go to the pond. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go over to Shuri's real quick and just say hi, and I get over there, and it's just we have your like dad's just handing out free beers, and I'm like, fuck, I can't say no to a free beer. How do we say no to right. that? So you no. get stuck there, and you're drinking a beer. He's like, ah, I have one more beer, and it's like another free beer. All right, let's do it. And then I'm gone for 45 minutes, and you know. And to paint that picture, yeah. my dad's like has unlimited ammo. Like, I don't know how, but he carries like three thirty packs down to the end of his dock every day. And everyone in the pond just comes by and he's like, here's one, here's one, here's one, here's one, here's one. Hey, look at this guy's boat. I don't even know you. Here's one, here's one, here's one. Yeah. And uh, next morning I get up at eight and he's already been on the store. He's reloaded to, to get the whole pond drunk. I, I, I feel like it's like a... Go ahead, dude. No, I'll just say, I feel like that's a common theme down to Worthley because, like, have your father-in-law, like, every yeah. time I see him, he's like, hey, because I drive by drive by the house every single day on my way home from work, and he's like, hey, if you ever need a beer for the ride home, you know where mm-hmm. the refrigerator is, and I'm like, yep. all right, Wayne, I appreciate that. There's, like, a bunch of camps down there that, that are like that. They're all a little bit, I mean, they're all older than us, like our parents' age, and it feels like they all are just stocked and loaded. I'm yeah. surprised your dad doesn't have, like, a a big cooler built into the dock you know what i mean you might be getting on something he's always carrying around that little rinky dink cooler isn't he yeah he loves that cooler he does love yeah shout out yeti i mean i can't <laughs> believe they're one of our sponsors that's how we fill but it's so american it's so uh it's just so lake life and it's amazing and just to have them behind our backs is just we can't ask for more can't ask for more from a sponsor, man. Uh, my next one is the Friday beer. Um, that's when you get out of work. It's uh, 4.35, and you get home, and there's just a night. You open up that fridge. The first thing you see is a nice cold beer, um, and you just know you don't got to do shit for the next two days. They taste different, don't they? They are yeah. very so easy. No, yeah, you, go, you, almost, you crack it, and you're almost like, Next thing you know, you're like, I'm already gone. It's already gone. Because mm-hmm. they do go down so easy. I don't know if it's the stress at work that makes it go down easier or what it is, but I, I don't know. I don't have a ton of stress at my work, but it's just a nice thing to have the weekend in front of you. Yep. Yeah. No, for sure. All right. My next one is, uh, and this is kind of more if you're not the, if you're not the person that's, it's their big day, but pre-wedding beers, if you're in the wedding. So like you, you can yeah. be, you know, you, you can get pretty buzz without actually getting drunk, but especially if you're like, if you're not the groom or you're not the best man and you don't have to make a speech or stand up there and get married pre-wedding beers, if you're a groomsman with no responsibilities, 
the best because you can get a little bit more buzzed and a little closer to drunk than everybody else. As long as you hold your composure, do the whole walk in, you're done. So pre-wedding beers, sign me up. Maybe throw a shot in there, here or there. But, you know, pre-wedding beers are, are, are definitely on the top of my list. Being in a wedding party, not being the groom, dude, it's just the whole weekend's ahead of you. You just It's just going to be a big drink fest. And you have no responsibilities except for to, like, not puke during the ceremony. And that's it. And it's it, a and fantastic it's like of, thing. And it's one of those things where I think about it now with, like, all of our friends are married. So it's like, I, I look at, I'm like, we're not, there's going to be no other opportunity to do right. this. And, I, and like every beer is free, right? It's huge. It, it, yeah. Wedding party drinks are free, which, you know, ties in. I could not love the, that the pre-wedding beers more than, I think I'd like more than anyone. Um, I love weddings. I love dancing. I'm a big dude, but I love getting on the dance floor. And, uh, Nothing opens up these legs more or gets these legs moving, I should say, more than some pre-wedding beers. Um, and sometimes I uh, take it a little too far in the pregame, but I, I don't I don't I didn't go to Blackout City. So um, I'm just thinking of a few weddings. You know, I got pretty toasted at that one. Uh, I love it. The uh, does the old beer get you guys moving on the dance floor a little bit better than oh. if you? Oh my god. I am I can't I am I have no rhythm at all. But when I get a buzzer up, I get past being buzzed, I think I'm Justin Timberlake on the dance floor. So. <laughs> JT in the building for I sure. Feel the same way. <laughs> and you know what? I did it the other I went like a year ago, uh Nick and Michaela got married and I went and my fucking thighs hurt for the next week from dancing. <laughs> oh, and then dropping it low, dude. And then the next day one free time. Next day, you'll see videos or pictures of the night before, and you're like, "That's the way I fucking did." Yeah. Well, and you want to speaking of uh, speaking of dancing, if I recall at Shory's wedding, we're sitting there on the dance floor on the edge of the dance floor, and Andy's like sitting in a chair, and Kevin and I look over, and our wives are like doing like bumping grind on Andy in the middle of the dance floor at his wedding, <laughs> and Kevin and I just looked at each other like. That's our wives. That's them. Yeah, <laughs> you can find you can find them on the dance floor, man, all That's night. Right. <laughs> but they oh, could do exactly. they could do that completely sober, and they could like. Oh still yeah, and they, like the best because they the actually because they have rhythm. Yeah. I don't. I, don't yeah, I do not either. Sure as hell, think I do. Um. All right, so my four kind of goes hand in hand with what Goal is talking about here. It's like the first beer when you guys are all going somewhere for a bachelor party. Like you guys, it's like a destination. Every yeah. like. Mm. everyone starts rolling in kind of around the same time right and like once they roll in you just like throw them a beer and it's just like it's a given you're gonna open it and drink it right then and there and it's just like just yeah. starting the weekend off because it's like a weekend thing love that yeah no, but like you said man we're not gonna really have much more of those you know i think we just need to like find oh, figure bullshit, out the weekend dude. moving forward we're getting together this weekend. We're going to fucking, that first beer is going to be so good when we get together. It's just well, it's like, not a bachelor party weekend. I know, but no, just the boys but, getting together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. thing oh, is just yeah. a we good feeling. Like, You're right. It's not a destination, but. A, we just need to get a weekend together where we just get a group of us guys and we just go away for a weekend. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty good at getting these, so <laughs> sign me up. Um. So, all right, last my last one, Yeah, my last one. I don't even know what to do on this one. Um, I got a couple options. 
This is kind of like going back a little bit because I've kind of gotten away from this a little, maybe because the pandemic didn't start, didn't do this as much. But I did it a couple weekends ago, and I really liked it, and it just it's straight in my brain. But it's like going to a new brewery and like trying a new beer from this brewery. Yeah. There's something about it. Like I think there's something about it. Like just drinking us beer at a brewery tastes way better than drinking that beer canned at your house. Yeah. And so like just being there and like trying a new place out. I haven't yep. done it much. I haven't done it much though over the last couple of years, but I used to do it quite a bit, like I don't know, four yeah. or five years ago. Yeah, because I mean, and like especially because like you go down to like Portland. I mean, Portland is there's like a new brewery popping up all over, mm-hmm. all over the. I mean, all the time. It's Every just, road. Like, you can just go to brewery and brewery. It's awesome, and most of the beer is fantastic. So yeah, uh, no, I'm with you there, man. I I think the last time I went to a brewery was with you, uh, Kev. When uh, us and the wives and the kids went to uh, oh, Mass Landing. Well, actually, it was just Mass Landing in Freeport. Yeah, yeah. So uh, actually, I think we're the. I don't. I don't think Buckley and well, the, your kids were with us, were they? Mm. I don't believe they were. Yeah, I don't think they were either. No, Buckley was just, gone. I think Buckley was gone, but Pop was with us. I think. Okay. Yeah. So it was just. Yeah. But, yeah. So that was the last time I went. But yeah, no. That's 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 definitely a good one, man. It does seem a lot of fun. I like a lot of them have like usually like a board game or something. Um, Cornell set up outside. Yeah. Uh, and I am obviously I'm diehard Natty Light. That's my sponsor. So um, for me to get out and eat these craft beers is a little bit different, but I I sure enjoy them. I especially enjoy the atmosphere. I think it's better than anything. Because usually when yeah. you go to a brewery, everyone there is drinking except for a couple DDs here and there. You know what I mean? So it's like right. everyone's having a good time. And yep. and then you got like you know you have a few beers depending on the time of day. There's usually a food truck around. It's Ooh. just it's good, man. It's a good scene. All right, for sure. All right, my last one. Uh, you guys will not relate to it. Um, this is definitely uh, this is just a me thing. And but the uh, celebratory like somebody in the hunting party got a deer bear mm. uh, beer. I mean, like I remember last year my father shot his biggest uh, deer. To date, you know, it was like 7:30 in the morning. I get to the I get to the truck and it's like, all right, I gotta get to the truck and I'm bringing like four beers back with me. And before we do anything, it's like we sit down, admire, you know, what just happened, and have a beer in the middle of the woods. And then you know, you get out, get it back up to the truck. Every everybody else comes over, and you're having some more beer. So post, you know, celebratory deer beer, just uh, slap different for me. It's it's a lot of fun. You hear the same story like 12 times. I'm pretty sure that your main accent just went like 30 times harder telling that story. (laughs) Um, But I can only imagine the feeling. So Uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I don't experience it much. I've only done it (laughs) five times, six times in my life. I, yeah, I don't have much to add to that, but I bet it's a pretty awesome thing to do. Don't have much to add. That's it. I I knew that one was going to kind of be me just talking Mm -hmm. about it, but. It's all good. Uh, my last one is um, when fall hits beer. So fall season. Um, I love the smell of grass changes and football has started up. And uh, you can, you know, obviously I was coaching football for a, for a little while. So, like, you could smell the grass being and you come home. And it's not my favorite, but I always get a pumpkin head just because it's yeah. uh it's it means it's football season so it's kind of kicks off the fall season man. yep and you know that the, you know your nfl draft for for fantasy is coming up so um that that one to me just is 
gives me gives me good feelings. You guys watch NFL a lot more than I do, but do you guys usually will you drink a beer every Sunday during like the game? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I I don't I don't. No. Nope. I tend to not drink I I for a long time I really never ever drank during the week because when I when I graduated from college I moved to Florida and when I got down there, uh, my my roommate liked to uh, drink quite a bit, and then I did as well. And there was a number of times we'd go to work the next day just completely. It's not a good feeling. Over. Not a good it's feeling. It's not a good feeling. So for a long time, I wouldn't even drink if I had to work the next day. Not that I drink a lot, but, I mean, I have no issue coming home and having a few beers and stuff after. But uh, if, the, if the Patriots are playing at one, I definitely will. Yeah. Four o'clock might be a little less. If it's an eight thirty game, not a chance. Yeah, you're already sleeping. Mm-hmm. I'm already sleeping half the freaking time. Uh, one thing. Uh, yeah, go, go ahead, Kev. No, you go yeah. ahead. No, no, well, no, uh, no. Here's here's some ones that I had uh, can written down. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I, I got a few more uh, too. Uh, flip flip cup beers. Um, we love flip cup in our family. Um, those that was close to making my list, and my wife would be mad that it didn't. Um, ballpark beer. So I've been to opening yeah. day. That was just wait, wait, hold on one second. Wagon. Who's better at flip cup, you or your wife? My wife. Yeah, it got settled. <laughs> she's uh, like very recently. Ridiculous um, at it. She's. she's Didn't you guys reveal the gender of your baby with a mock flip cup game? Yeah, the bottom of the last cup had it, and now uh, we both hit it, and hers landed a split second. I hope she doesn't hear this because I haven't admitted it. A split second before mine, um, you know, with the blue tag underneath the to say it was a boy. Yeah. Um, next is the uh, ballpark beer, Gaskin Flag. I got that one too. Um, spring beer. I just love, you know, when, it, when you get the grill out from sitting around all winter. Um, cribbage beer. We play a ton of frigging cribbage um, up the camp and stuff. Concert beer. The new one, podcast beer. I don't drink beers I unless like I have it. something to drink for. And uh but podcast beers are becoming I a like damn that yeah. thing. Loosens like you it. up a little bit, you know. It's yep. nice. Draft day beers. Um could be yep. NFL draft, could be our fantasy drafts, but those beers come down great. If I our baseball league needs to get together because the Next beers are pathetic. Yep. Um and we gotta find something to do during the draft or before the draft to make it exciting. But um, the last one I have is holiday beers. Oh, yeah. uh, yep. Thanksgiving day, you know, that 12 o'clock football game starts. You want to crack a beer um, Christmas morning, a little eggnog, a little rum, um, something like that. The thing yeah. I like about holiday beers is I, some people in my family who don't like, just, they don't drink that much at all. And uh, like, but when everyone's together for holidays, it's like, they'll drink and like, yeah. they don't get drunk or anything like crazy, but, but it, like, loosens drink, everybody it loosens everyone up. Yeah. And it's just, it's a good atmosphere. Yeah. You got any extras, G? Uh, I had two I wanted to say, but it's not ones I would ever put on my list. It was basically ones I think that are the most overrated things on earth. Oh, send them. All right. I'll, well, do you want? Wait, do you want me to get into the ones is that it, I? Is it a coach KB? And you want? And then you want to talk? <laughs> Actually, I'm surprised. Num- my number one wasn't drinking a beer after fucking Coach K hoists the next championship, dude. Uh, well, it's gonna be pretty embarrassing for you, isn't it? That if one of the, you, these two are on your list. No, it's all right. We can no. Well, actually, go with yours, and I'll tell you if they are. All right. Um. So I don't own one of these. This could be. This could maybe add to it, but I think that it's so goddamn bumpy. But I think riding lawnmower beers are so goddamn overrated. I think 
if you're going to sit there and hold the beer the entire time, maybe, but then you're not going to have straight lines. You're going to fuck your lawn up. I don't like it. And I think the most overrated beer on earth is shower beers. I get into the shower. It takes me about three, four, five minutes to shower, and I'm out of there. I don't want to be holding a beer in a hot shower and trying to drink it while I'm washing my body. I think it's the most overrated beer there is in Fagola. It's probably on your goddamn list because you're so goddamn horny, <laughs> dude. No, I'm just saying. Is okay. it on your list? Yeah. You fuck. <laughs> listen to me for two seconds here. Let me listen. God to damn it. My, this is just more of a nostalgia pick. Because you're not going to sit here and fucking tell me when we were at the mud pit and we were getting ready to go to freaking Yushi Booms, you weren't slugging beers down in the shower. Did it one time and I fucking hated it. Okay, well, I did it more than once, but I don't do it now. <laughs> yeah, because it more fucking of a, that, sucks. That was more I of a nostalgia pick. I loved a shower beer and I would usually bring actually probably like three. And then if you got excited you enough. You three? If you get excited enough, you can kind of like stone cold it in the shower. Oh uh, just don't worry about that stuff. In college, are you kidding me? All the time. That's how you do it. I mean, and I you mean, just guzzle. What are you like, Millage over here, bringing a six pack in because you're in the shower for an hour and a half? Yeah, right. I how long are your have showers? a big body, and it takes me a little bit longer to shower. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, so I that was one I had, but these other ones I think you guys can probably get on board board with. Kind of piggybacking off one you said, Shory, the first beer on vacation. When you have a beer in the airport waiting for your flight, yeah, that's always a go and get a little, have a one or two beers, maybe get a little buzz going on before Loosen you get on the plane. Flight. Yeah, and then I just have post-work beers. When you get home, kind of a shitty day at work, whatever, crack one open. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of these kind of they're along the same lines, but one of them is the mid-round golf beer, sitting on oh. a golf court, leg up, waiting for your buddy to tee off, crack one open, down it. And then I have post-round golf beers. You sit on the deck at the clubhouse, watching people hitting into nine or 18, heckle them a little bit, clap if they hit a good one. That one slaps. And then the last one I have is post-yard work beers. You know, it's like 90 degrees out. You just mow your lawn, you're weed whacked. You're just sweating profusely. And it's just like, I'm going to just slam one of these ice-cold beers right now. And it's going to taste, it's going to be like the best tasting thing in the world. Yeah, I did have that one written down. I did have that. I agree. Like, I don't want to do the. I don't want to drink the beers during like mowing the lawn. But yeah, that makes sense now that you say it, Kev. Because post, post. yeah, I don't have sure a riding lawnmower post. either. But yeah, but I've 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 done the riding lawnmower thing before, and I just I don't know. It doesn't. It's not on my alley. It's not my thing. Some people might like it, but again, I have you, a fridge that straight. I stole from uh, my wife's grandfather. Um, and it's got to be like a 1970s fridge, and it's a big fucking thing. And it, we put it in our garage, and it—I don't know how it does it. It's got the—it makes my beer the coldest beer you've ever touched. I don't know how they don't freeze, but it doesn't matter if it's the middle of the winter. I go in there; it could be negative 10 degrees out. The beers are perfect, like the perfect temperature. And then if it's 100 degrees out, the beers are a perfect temperature. Right after yard work, yeah. open up the garage door, crack a couple beers. They're the best. Yeah, for so sure. Good. So I, I don't. That, I, mean, I think we gonna have a pretty good list here, boys. Um, I think we're gonna continue to kind of do some of this similar. Maybe not. I don't know if we're gonna do it every episode, but um, so if anybody has any suggestions on what they want to hear for our list, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, we'll we'll come up with something and, and give the people what they want. But um, give them what they want. want. 
now I kind of wish it was like Friday and I could drink a lot more beer, but I have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> right. It's uh well, we had to come up with something good to talk about when we we're talking about catchers. So God damn it. <laughs> I was I was begging to not even fucking do this ranking. Listen, well, yeah, well, listen, in a keeper league, if you're so we have minor leaguers, right? And so like that is an exception to this rule. But if you're keeping any of these catchers outside of like the top three or four, it's like then you got something wrong with your team. You got to look at your team and you got something wrong with it. That's just my take on well, it. Well, I guess it all depends on the situation. I mean, you look at like two guys that are ranked two. one that's seven and one that's eight. Like if they're minor leaguers, you're, you're fine with keeping them. That's what I'm saying. If minor leaguers are the exception to the rule. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah. And but if you keep that straight up like MLBers. Might not keep any. I think that one of the guys was exempted in our league because we have weird rules. And yeah. then the other one was kept, but he's 31 years old. And it's like, who the fuck's keeping a 31 year old? But And then a 26 year old is kept too, though. I think. Uh, or maybe exempted. Yeah, he was. He's the exempted one. Exa- okay, he's exempted, yeah. Yeah, right. So this is just one so straight three... up keeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, G, you want to get into it? Yeah, I mean, we can go through the list. Uh, I don't think we're going to spend as much time on these guys as we have on other guys. No. I mean, on the other list. Um, we can go through it. Uh, all right. So at num, so in the way our list works, we do the same same thing. Like you know, we each gave our three ranks. Nine of the ten guys we all had in our top ten. So this is the only guy that one of us kept out. But uh, at ten, we have from the Cubbies, twenty-nine year old Wilson Contreras. I don't know. I just yeah. I mean, I I think the biggest thing for him with him is like you know he's he he's gonna be he's gonna hit you around twenty five homers a year probably, and if you can get that from the catcher position, they'll take that. I mean, he'll sprinkle in. I mean, his his batting average is is dog shit. His OBP is okay. Slugging's not great, but um, you kind of when you're talking about catchers, there's not a ton of them that pro- provide a real lot of value. So if you can get one that's gonna hit you over twenty homers. Uh, he's going to be fairly valuable regardless of what league you're in. My yeah. strategy with catchers is always basically just find one that doesn't like hurt you. Like if they don't have to add anything to your team, but they can't hurt your on base and slugging. And I think Contreras in an on base league is decent. He's got like a career 350 on base, so he's not really going to hurt you too much in that category. Yeah, he's consistent. Um, he's not anyone you're going to reach for or anything like that. But if 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 you still need to catch, find a catcher's position um, later in the draft, he's there. Take him. Um, but you're not going to reach her. Please do not keep this guy. Don't keep him. Do not. Please. No. Uh, all right. Uh, number. N- so we had a two-way tie here. I don't know how we can handle it, but I'll just read this guy first. Uh, 22-year-old minor leaguer on the Pirates, Henry Davis. Number one overall pick. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I mean, it's kind of hard to really deep dive into what he's going to be because he hasn't played a single game Wow. He hasn't played the major leagues yet, and I don't. He's very limited on uh, what he's done in the minor, so you kind of wait and see. I don't. He's actually known for his bat, so I mean, it's not like uh, it's a catcher position. It seems like their bats always come later into their career anyway, when they're like twenty-seven, twenty-eight. So that's a ways out. Obviously, he's old for a guy who went number one. I mean, twenty-two years old. Think about Wander Franco. He's twenty-one years old right now, um, and he's been in the major leagues for a full year. So. It's, 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 a, I mean, I mean, is the hit tools supposed to be good, but, um, they're going to keep him at catcher and that will probably take away from the hit tool. So, 
I mean, like right now his raw power on an 80 grade is up to a 70, and then his game power is only 35, but they say in projected to be a 70. So, I mean, if those numbers come to fruition, then obviously at the Kethra position, it's going to be a beast. Uh, number so tied with him at eight, we have 25 year old. So, it's only 25. I feel like I've heard his name quite a bit, but on the D backs, Dalton Varsho. Yeah, so I actually, I actually have Varsho. I kind of, I exempted him in our league. And the big reason why I did that is he's multi positional eligible in our league. He's a catcher and outfield. And I think he's going to play the majority of the year in the outfield. So, probably after this year, he may not be catcher eligible, but. I think you're looking at a guy that, at least for this year, you can play your catcher spot, and there's a chance he could steal your 15, maybe 20 bases if he really has a good year. Or so and hit, you know, probably get close to 20 homers. So, if you get a catcher that's got 20, 20 potential, you know, you know, his average in OBP is probably gonna be great, but he's 20, 20, so he'd take it. That's similar to what Real Mudo was for the past five years, and Real Mudo's been considered probably a top three catcher for the past five years, so. But yeah, and it's, I think Real Muto's OBP has been like probably be a lot better than Varshell's no, is gonna be. No. No. It no. hasn't. It's like three twenty. Oh, I thought it was better than that. Yeah, three thirty career, three thirty one career. But oh, I mean, the first right. two seasons, first two seasons were really bad for him. So take those out, and it's probably like three fifty ish. Uh, the one thing about Varsho is like, he's never ninety five. He's only two seasons, but ninety five games is the most games in a season. So I think it's hard to project his numbers just because we haven't seen him play a lot, but if he gets, you know, 130, 140 games, especially not catching, then his stats will obviously be a lot easier to project. Uh, seven. Another minor leaguers. Look, we had a lot of minor leaguers in this list. You'll notice we had 22 year old in the blue Jays, Gabriel Moreno. We've talked about him in the minors. Big, I mean, good hitter, good contact. I just don't see a path through him to the NFL with Kirk. I mean, to the MLB with Kirk there. And um, who's the other catcher? Um, Danny Jansen. Jansen, who they seem to like. So I think he's just a couple years out, even though he's going to sit in AAA. I think he's a good trade trip. Um, we'll see what they do if he moves teams. But obviously you want him to play in Toronto if you have him. Um, that's where he has value. I don't know how much value he's going to have going to other teams because – it just seems like catchers don't don't hit right off. This thing about him just says the most athletic catcher to come along since Real Mudo. So I mean, like, just having that, it's it's nice for potential. Uh, da, 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 da. Number six, we got a, this is a uh, name we've probably all heard. Thirty-three year old on the White Sox, Yasmani Grandal. Listen, if I mean, you're in uh, if you're in a batting average league, this dude is not like the catcher you want, because I think he's going to crush you in the batting average. Yep. Last year he had his on-base percentage was 180 points higher than his batting average on base was 420 batting average was 240. So if you're on base league, I, I love Grandal because he's never going to hurt you in on base. And that's the guys I shoot for. Yeah. And it's actually kind of crazy. I mean, granted he only played 93 games last year, but his walk percentage was 23.2. Mm-hmm. which is just absolutely like unfathomable really. Um, and then like you look, he hits the ball hard too. hard, hard hit rates in the top 4% average actual velos in the top 4%. Yeah. If he was, you know, a couple of years younger, he might be closer to the top of this list. Yep. 33 years old. So, <laughs> and I like the lineup he's in too. 
Yeah. Uh, another minor leaguer, number five, we have on the Royals, 23-year-old MJ Melendez. Melendez? Yeah. So with I think the big thing with uh, Melendez is Kansas City's trying to do what whatever they can to get his bat in the lineup where they still have Salvi. So I think they've been playing him in the minor leagues uh, at third base a little bit. I don't know if they've tried him in the outfield yet. So I think that's going to, you know, if he comes up, uh, and catches a few games and is still and is like playing third base. I think that helps with his value, and the power is just massive. I mean, he led the minors and homers last year. I think we had 41 of them. Yeah. Um, increased his OBP quite a bit. So I mean, if if you get a catcher that can, can potentially hit 30 homers with a pretty solid OBP, he's gonna be at the top of these lists moving forward because it's such a weak position. I yeah. think he yeah profile is probably not as a catcher going. Um, past like age 20, 26, 27, but, uh, just a great hitter. So I think that's why he's higher list. <clears throat> I, I love the fact that Salvi's there too. I think Salvi's like just the, he's such a, a cool guy and I think it'd be an awesome guy for Melendez to like learn from. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, number four on our list, we got 30 year old. I thought he was younger, but I guess he's been around forever. 30 year old in the Phillies, JT, real Mudo. Just turned uh, 31, just so you know. Was, just that's why I was confused. Yep, just turned 31. But, um, you know, I've actually had this by, this guy the last couple of years, and he's always ranked as the number one catcher, so I always keep him because every list is like, oh, yeah, he's top seven. And then I kick myself in the ass about it because he's really not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, I just – the na- I mean, he's a, he's a decent catcher, but, like, for where people rank him, he's not that good. I think he's better behind the plate, which is also why people talk about him so much. But his on base isn't that great. Um, his 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 power is never that great. It's it's always like middle of the pack. But he had 17 home runs that last year. Um, last full season, 25, which is pretty good. But 10 around 10 stolen bases. His, his speed isn't. Uh, I I always feel like they talk about his speed and athletic ability just like way more than it is. Um, I think he's built up way better than what what people he actually helps you in fantasy. So, um, not not my favorite guy for what people talk about him. Yep. Number three on our list, 31-year-old in the Royals, Salvador Perez. I mean, the guy hit 48 homers last year and drove in over 120. Um, not going to help you in OBP, OBP leagues. Uh, he only walks in a 4.2% clip. And if you look, he hasn't done, he hasn't had a percentage over, and that 4.2% was his career high. Um <laughs> For what you for like a full season, his rookie year he did it 4.4. So he's not gonna walk at all. He's not gonna his OBP is gonna suck. But he hit 273 last year and hit 48 homers. So um, even if he regresses a little bit, and that and that number comes down to like 30, 35. It's still way better than you're gonna get out of most catchers. Yeah, I've always talked about like Semyon with the regression, but I could definitely see Salvi regressing quite a bit this season. Like he's 31 years old in his career. OPS is 765 last year hit an 860. So yeah. maybe he found something in his swing that he's fixed or something, but the 48 dingers and 121 stakes, man, I got to imagine those numbers come down. Yeah. Cause I think like he has his previous career high was what? 27 or something like that for homers. Yeah. So that's, that's a pretty yep. massive jump. That was. And I think 80s are 80 RBIs was as high too. So yeah. Huge year. Huge year. All right, these two guys, uh, they actually tied in our rankings. 
trying to think why it was, but yeah, they tied in a ranking, so we'll just go with this one first. Uh, 26-year-old on the Dodgers, Will Smith. I I think this guy, I don't know. I like him a lot. I think he's a stud. Uh, 130 games last year. He had 25 homers, 76 RBI, 71 runs. Had a couple stolen bases. He walks at a you know just under a 12% clip. Strikeout is just oh, barely over 20, which is is doable. And I think he's only going to get better. I mean, he, he's going to be continuing to hit in that Dodgers lineup. So his RBI and run opportunities are going to be there. Um, and even if his home run totals don't really increase from that, uh, from what he did last year, and that what is it? What did I say? 25. I mean, if if he's going to be pushing 25 homers, say. 90 and 90 for runs and RBIs with a, with a solid OBP and he's only what 26. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm all over Will Smith. Big fan. I had him one of my rankings. Yeah. He, uh, I think being in the Dodgers lineup is the biggest thing going for him. And like they usually go bad at me, they're fourth or fifth in the lineup. So he's going to have a ton of RBI opportunities His uh, career OPS is just under nine. So as a catcher spot, that's about as valuable as you can get. If there's a major leaguer that you want to keep at catcher, I'd say it's this guy. That's what I was going to say. <clears throat> he is uh, just turned 27, so another birthday we get an update. But, um, yeah, if, if I think for me he was my number one catcher. If there's a guy that I'm even uh, – if I'm going to keep – I think he actually is the only one that is keepable. I think that stats um, – you might be able to find, like, an outfielder that has more, better stats, but um, – what he will give you at the catcher position compared to what someone else would keep at a catcher position or draft is so much better. Um, the difference you, you would keep Will Smith. I think that's probably it. A tough time to have the name Will Smith though, by the way. (laughs) And and one thing too, like we, we do talk shit about the catcher position and how weak it is and how bad it is. Um, so I will say, uh, we, we only start one catcher. Now, I know there's a lot of leagues out there. It's a two-catcher league. So, obviously, the values of these guys change if it's two catchers, which I, I can't imagine playing in a league like that. I think it would be awful. Oh, but my if God. You are playing, if you are playing in a two-catcher league, guys like Grandal and Riamulto and Contreras, are prob- depending on your keepers, are probably keepable because, you know, after you get outside the top 10 or these guys or even maybe the top 12, it, it gets really bad. So, um, depending on how your league set up, if it's two catchers, some of these guys have more value. If it's one catcher, then, uh, I mean, I would, I'd avoid it. That's um, so goddamn awful. A two catcher <laughs> league. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, reading a lot of, uh, you know, I read some like fantasy chats on like the athletic and, you know, people talk about it all the time that they're, they're playing a two catcher league, some podcast reference it. And I'm like, I just can't fucking imagine there's yeah. not, I mean, I, I'm I can my catcher is going to be basically a guy who's playing outfield this year because mm-hmm. I just don't want to deal with any of them. But all right. all right, and then number well, this guy's tied Will Smith, so we're not going to you know give him a big hoopla about it. But 24 uh, year old on the Orioles, Adley Rutschman. I think I think this guy sometimes like I I ranked him number one, and the reason I ranked him number one is because I think that catching position is just like so bad as it is. So it's not like he has to live up to a high bar for him to get to that level. It's not like he's chasing like the outfielders, you know what I mean? Or the shortstops he's chasing Will Smith and Will Smith's a good catcher, but he's Will Smith isn't just like an average any day fantasy player. So 
for Rutschman to get to that level, I don't think is as, as daunting as a task as like an outfielder or shortstop. The dude has great tools. I think he gets ranked higher sometimes because he's such a great defensive catcher. So he's going to stick at catching. Uh, but great hit tool, great raw power. And what are they saying? Are they saying ETA? ETA is this year. So whenever they get over that service time rules, whatever, we'll see him up probably. Yeah, and I'm I, I think I'm definitely like was I know we talked about this from the prospects ranking. Sure, he didn't like him as much as I do. Um, I think Rushman is uh 30 home or 400 OBP guy for a for at least a stretch in his career. So um, I think that when when Rushman comes up and he's when he's hitting his peak, I think he's going to be a top uh, fantasy um, asset. It's uh, not maybe not necessarily the first or yeah, second round, but I, I mean I think he's going to fall into that. That's just my opinion. I really wonder if, you know, catchers are starting to develop better uh, as hitters because we, I mean, we have five, four to five minor leaguers on our list. And eventually these guys are going to turn to hitters because, you know, if you're going to make it an MLB roster nowadays, you have to be able to hit. You have to be able to contribute hitting. And I think that, you know, we can definitely see them, you know, change the path of what what's happened to the catchers. It seems like they're all just really good behind the dish, but none of them are hitting. Um, and if they do, it's like, you know, they're good at one thing. Like, um, Perez is really good at home runs. Um, uh, Zuzino or whatever his name is from, he had 33 home runs last year. Like there's yeah. guys that are really good at one thing. Um, Grandal had yeah, a really we- good on base, but can we see complete hitters coming out of the catcher position is the real question. And obviously there's a ton of talent coming up. Will they stick at catching is the question. And is it real? Like, is it, is it going to be, you know, guys that you would want to keep in your fantasy league? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I, you know, we, we talk about this all the time and you, you think back and it's like, I can't remember the last guy, the, you know, the last catcher that was in baseball that was, you know, legit high, higher OBP. I'm not saying 400, but you know, you're talking upper threes, you know, 30 homer pop and like did everything. And I, I, the the best hitting catchers that I can recall, like I even not even that recently, but is like Posey and like Joe Maurer for a few years was a was a beast. But like other than that, you it's just like a crapshoot. I feel like some guys will break out for a couple of years and then they fade can, then they fade back off and then it's just like a couple other guys that come in and they dominate. I mean, like, like what was it like two years ago? Like Christian Vasquez hit like thirty or three yeah. years ago hit like thirty something homers and I think he hit like. I don't even know if he broke 10 last year. Uh, he mm-hmm. probably did, but so it's just like weird. I think the catch position is so like, um, so up and down. Yeah, I went back and looked at, uh, 2016. So what was that five years ago? Six, six, six years. Yeah. Five full seasons ago. You, you wouldn't be able to, I don't think you guys can name one of the top four catchers. And I will also say that not one of them are in the MLB. Oh wow! Fan so top six, top four. Uh, six years catchers. ago, top four, four, top four rated catchers. Whew! This is a nice little exercise you have us doing. Um, Jan Gomes, nope. Jason Kendall. Nope. No idea. Chris one, Iata. the number one catcher played for Milwaukee. Oh, uh, yeah. Then he went to Oakland after, right? Uh, the, 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 yeah. 
Let me check. Or he was in Oakland before. He went to he Texas. Stephen Vogt? in Texas. You thinking Stephen Vogt? Nope. That's who I was thinking of, G. Yeah. I, I have no idea. Who was it? Jonathan Lucroy. Lucroy. Didn't he play for Oakland at some point? No. Just Texas and Milwaukee, I guess. And then he put, signed on, I think, a short-time deal with the Boston, but he never got it, made it up. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I loved this guy. Evan Gaddis. Oh, oh, you Gattis. did love Gaddis. Yep. Number three was Wilson Ramos. And number four was Russell Martin. Oh. Yep. So, I mean, that just shows. I mean, they have no shelf life on these guys right now. So, uh, hopefully. And they're, I'm like looking at their age right now when they're like 35. Yeah. So yeah, it's like early. Yeah. One well, of them is 39. Rugged, Russell Martin. It's a Martin. rugged position. Yep. Um, let me see. Uh, stop. Uh, well, I will say 2017 is pretty similar to some of the guys we have now. Salvi Perez and, and Real Muda are both in the top five, and Wilson Contreras. So um, the number one catcher in, in the 2017 was Gary Sanchez, who, as we've seen, has fallen on right off a cliff. Yeah. Still yeah, the, I believe, the fifth catcher taken um, in average draft position. So um, they're just he hope, gets taken hope, early. hoping he turns it around a mini. Yeah. Yep. Well, the pops there. It's just whether he can make freaking contact. And the hard thing about him is he's so bad defensively, too, you know? So bad. He's better suited for a DH spot. They just didn't yeah. have it in New York either with, right. with Stanton. And, you know, we talk, we, you know, that's one thing, too. Like, we talked about that, uh, about the Yank, well, the outfield and stuff. And you said you, like, wish that Judge would DH a little bit more. Why don't they play Stanton in the field? He's got a fucking cannon, doesn't he? That's probably because he just get hurt. He just has such a bad history with injuries, <laughs> is my guess. They just want to limit. They, his bat's way more important than him giving Judge yeah. a day off, probably, and so they don't want to get him hurt. That's my guess. Makes sense. Just my guess, though. So we're, we're, uh, so that's all the ranks we're going to do. We're not going to do any ranks for relief pitchers because you probably shouldn't be keeping a reliever. Um, nope. It's really hard to judge how relief is going to be from year to year. Our next episode yeah. will come. We we might be able to do it live, but I doubt we will just because um, we're going to have the kids. Um, it's unless gonna be we do tricky. it before they go out. Yeah, unless we did it during the day. <laughs> yeah. We could do that. Do it before they go out. So, yeah. yeah, and I think, like, I don't mean you guys, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the next couple episodes until the season starts will probably be more just shooting a shit about what's going on in the sports world. Probably do some more of these little starting fives and uh, um, hopefully recap uh, the end of Coach K's reign of terror on Saturday night. That'd be fantastic. Um, but yeah, it will be until the season gets started. It'll be just us uh, bullshitting probably for the most part. Mm-hmm. I so don't have. So, yeah, we actually have got the Yeti Hopper Backflip 24 Packback Cooler. It fits 24 beers in it. Uh, Yeti sent it over. It keeps your beers cool for probably like four days. It's one of the best things that uh, we could have. We've been talking about going to the lake all episode. Um, we definitely each have one. We bring it. We have different colors. I got green. He's Zach's got blue. Kev's got uh, black. We love it. Um, it keeps our beers cold. The, the wives are super happy because they're drinking nice cold beer on a hundred degree temperature. Um, we got water all around us. It's splashing, but it's not getting in. Um, kids got bubbles and shit. It's going everywhere. It's not getting in the cooler. We just open it up, grab a beer, ice cold. Hard to be a plus plus a plus plus Yeti cooler. It's the best you can get. Absolutely. 
that's 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 our that's our best trade I got. I mean, uh, trade grade I got. Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> Here we go. Send some damn trades in. Yeah. Yeah. So we got yeah again to hit us up. <laughs> uh instagram I, we're getting a little more traction on some followers and people uh commenting on some posts um on instagram so you know follow us and uh at bad dad baseball same thing on twitter i know we've been putting up some quite a few polls uh recently in terms of uh marsh madness uh i think we talked about the shortstop who's got the best flow for shortstops in the majors so you know it's uh the more the more uh interaction the better no doubt. Excited we, for some uh, wings this weekend too, dude. Yes, we got to bring yeah. some wings. That's right. Okay, great. I can't wait to try out the wings. Thank you, Gov. Shout out Gov again um, mm-hmm. for picking our wing spot. Um, I have put and up we'll, a few on Twitter of ones that I've tried in the last couple of weeks. So and we'll uh, we'll we'll when we're together on Saturday, we'll come up with another little uh, try to get a little giveaway for uh, listeners, and um, we're not sure what it'll be yet, but we'll figure something out and we'll let you guys know either that episode or uh, on uh, Thursdays next week. No doubt. All right. Get excited. Dookies. <laughs> oh, booty shots. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, actually, okay, so let's hold on. No, 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 hold, oh. on, hold on. Before we do uh, before we do this, we'll get it on record. We'll just, let's just give our final four international championship predictions. Well, I say we national champ. No, no, we didn't. National championship, we can wait till uh, Saturday to to do it. But or no, nah, it's gonna be Duke and Kansas. It. It's gonna be Duke and Kansas in finals, and Duke's gonna beat them. That's what's gonna be. I got Villanova beating Duke, uh, sixty nine, sixty seven. Um, Kansas is gonna come out of the, the that game and. I'm going to say Carolina just because I'm not going to pick Duke. So I'm going to go Carolina, Kansas with Kansas winning the national title. Spoken like a true fan right there. Spoken like a true fan. Jesus Christ. Nah, fuck it. All right. UNC fucking Kansas. Yeah, there you go. No, 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 no. UNC, no. Change it now. Uh, You know that little thing I fucking said to you? Both had three titles since 2000. Fuck it. It's going to be four for fucking Carolina. Seven total. Suck it, J.J. Reddick, and your fucking inferiority complex, you moron. On that note, peace. Peace. <laughs> Play the voice. Yeah.